0: this episode is sponsored by bigger city thank you so much for supporting us and helping our show to grow welcome to the big fat gay podcast where we talk about the things that are weighing on our minds my name is michael willer i am a chubby chaser and today i am an online riverside boy that's right We are trying out a new recording service. We're doing this online, so hopefully this works out. Everybody pray for us for this (laughs) episode. Big money, big
1: prizes. (laughs) Hey, my name's Don. I'm a big chubby guy living in sunny Hollywood, and... Today, I am a hopeful, hopeful boy that Riverside will work for us. (laughs) Hello, my name is Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and chubby
2: chaser. And uh, no, I am valiantly confident that this shall be the best best of all possible worlds, (laughs) as Mr. Voltaire laughed.
3: (laughs) I don't know. I'm Trevor Kizan. I'm a super chub,
0: and I'm a, I don't know. I already did this with Michael yesterday, boy. Yeah. So... (laughs) He's got it down. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the show, everybody. So here we are, and we're setting up a new recording schedule. As long as this method works, we'll be able to record online and then shop out the online episodes to an editing service. And if all goes smoothly, we'll be back to four episodes per month, which is amazing. Every single week, we'll do two online and two in person, so we get the best of both worlds. Not to overpromise, but this is going to be the best thing since sliced bread. So, <laughs> I love sliced bread. Bra- <laughs> brace yourselves, everybody.
2: <laughs> the slicer.
0: <laughs> Couple housekeeping things. As you guys are all familiar, Patreon people, thank you so much. You are partially responsible, in fact, mostly responsible for us being able to do it this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to pay for Riverside, we got to pay for editors, and this is the way we get it done. So, thank you so, so much. If you want to support us on Patreon, please go there. We have the links all over the place, including on our website, for a minimum of $5 a month. You get mini-sodes, you get behind-the-scenes videos that we record every episode. We do other random weird things. I also, by the way, I just dug up by complete accident. I stumbled across a recording that we did back in the day, a behind-the-scenes recording of us singing Baba Ran, Acapella. Style. Oh my
3: God. Oh my god. I remember that.
0: <laughs> and uh, that may or may not be something we could post on Patreon just for funsies. Ah. <laughs> so all kinds of fun stuff like that. Yeah, it's delightful. Let's see. Oh yeah. So Chaser Chat, me and Dan, that minisode so just came out and is on Patreon currently as we speak. Yes. And will also be as you listen. I mean, it's it's wild. Yeah. We got a new review. We are at 99 on Apple Podcasts. Oh, my it was God. quite a snarky.
3: We
1: can't we, uh, just sit
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> They gave us five stars, so thank yeah. you for five stars. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll, we'll take it.
1: Yeah, uh, come on. Our 99th review brands us as elitists somehow, so come on. Someone needs to give us a number 100. And well,
0: <laughs> be honest, Don. If you could get away with being elitist, wouldn't you?
1: Oh, I know, hundred percent. You know, hundred percent. I aspire it to be better than everybody. One day. <laughs> <laughs> that means I'd be part I of mean, the elite.
3: Don't the elite make little take a fruit roll up and gushers and make a little <laughs> gusher fruit roll up blunt and eat because it because
1: they have the
0: money for it. They get two snacks. <laughs> so they call them
2: Trevor Two Snacks Keys. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, that's enough of that. Let's get into the good stuff.
1: in my head still. <laughs> I'm always picturing Trevor like doing the knee slide up to the camera with jazz hands up. Yes.
0: And a little top hat.
1: <laughs> I mean,
3: I picture all of us with hats and they just kind of come off in, in sync and we should <laughs> <and> be shaking them. <laughs> and then we all bow. So we talked about this a while ago and it's yes, here. I'm excited. I'm so excited. So Jeff Jenkins, aka Chubby Diaries, has a I think at the time it was maybe Discovery and I don't know if stuff got shuffled around but his show is finally coming out. On Nat Geo, and I think it's going to be on Disney Plus.
0: Yes, Nat Geo and Disney Plus on July 9th is premiering. And it is called Never Say Never.
1: Well, give us a little background because what does he do, and then what is the show? Watching the trailer just made me super happy because this is stuff I've talked about on this podcast about wanting to do. But Mm -hmm. tell tell the people, tell the people. Right. (laughs) Getting to it. (laughs) So on the trailer of it, it's this big guy going on these adventures around the world that a lot of us fatter guys have thought of been out of reach for us, right? So like zip lining, the, the trailer shows him mountain climbing. I think re- whitewater rafting was one of the things. And mm-hmm. Doing some very dangerous things that I would never do. but oh, I would to watch love do. Mm-hmm. to do these things. I, I was, he, was,
0: he was up on a tall thing.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I was instantly jealous <laughs> watching this because I want to do all of it. But You'd it's, it's, right basically, an outdoor, right <laughs> it's ba- basically an outdoor adventure program that we've seen a thousand billion times from thin fit guys, but this time it's someone yeah. who looks like me climbing mountains and I, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm there for it. He is not
2: thin and he is gorgeous and yeah, it's just a really, and he gets really kind of real with it because some of these things are legitimately terrifying and you mm-hmm. get to see him being terrified oh, yeah. and then doing it anyway, yeah. doing it anyway. I, I want like to to, I want to climb exciting. the mountain until
1: I'm at the foot of the mountain, and then I don't want to climb the mountain anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the most exciting part of it for me, I mean, besides the premise and the fact that he's clearly just this, like, wonderful role model who's living life, is that his personality is so captivating. I mean, he's <laughs> so excitable yeah. and endearing and authentic, and, you know, when the show is centered around one person, um, you know. That's you, important. <laughs> you, yeah, like, you got to <laughs> really be able to, like – lead that and, and be the person to bring people along on the journey. And he just, he, his energy is infectious. He's got this wonderful voice and smile. I mean, really just brings you into his adventure rather than just being like, Hey, look at me, I'm doing things. He's like, yeah. we can do this together. Mm-hmm. And you know,
2: I think that's the, that's the shift in point of view. Cause a lot of these shows are like, okay, so when you're up on the mountain in Kilimanjaro, this is mm-hmm. what you need to keep in mind when you go. And he's like, he is in it. He's yeah. just yeah. in it. He's not talking about it He's just in it.
1: Yeah. He's living. It's it's a show that follows him in the moment, you know, and he's not trying to project a veneer of cool like I would try and do. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would totally be trying to cover up my terror. Absolutely. Yeah. And so his honesty about awesome. it is one of the things that makes it look so appealing. Give it a shot.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can find him online as Chubby Diaries. The show is Never Say Never on Nat Geo TV and Disney Plus coming out July 9th. Keep an eye out. Let us know if you watch it. We'd love to catch yeah. up about it. We'll do a little recap. Maybe we can catch the first episode and see how, how
3: it big goes. can a, a
0: Disney Plus watch party be? <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. well, we can test it. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we talking? Are we talking in people or pounds? Because <laughs> there's uh, <laughs> potential limitations uh, on either. Next up, what do we got? Diane I love Dwayne. This. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, this was. Okay, this so was how possible. do you say her name?
2: Siobhan McSqueenie. Okay. Yes. I never pronounce. When I see that, I just it. immediately
0: stop. I was that, going to jump
2: a, in and do this. It's an Irish name, right? Mm-hmm. Siobhan. Yes. Uh, yes.
0: All right. Yeah, go
2: ahead. Okay. So award-winning actress, Siobhan McSweeney, was being interviewed on the red carpet and they were talking about, like, oh, who are you wearing? Who are you wearing? And she does this really amazing thing where she says, you know, I had a lot of different offers from a lot of different designers because this, uh, this is, I think, the BAFTA TV awards.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And She's like, you know, but I turned them all down because they don't actually design for fat people. They just wanted to design for me because I'm on a red carpet. So I went with this other, I think it was an American company. Is it Fashion yeah. Brand called, or something? It's fashion called Fashion Brand. brand which, God, if you could find a more generic, unrememberable name, as I didn't remember it.
0: Wait, what was it called? <laughs> I don't
2: know. What? <laughs> That's. <laughs> <laughs> so it literally, is out of my head already. Fashion Brand. It's called Fashion, fashion, brand, fashion brand, company. brand. Anyway. She went with them to do her outfit. She looks fabulous, of course, and so her I, whole
0: outfit, except for her shoes. Yes, yes, which she's wearing Air Jordans because she can't be bothered with uncomfortable shoes, <laughs> which I think is fucking awesome. Yes,
3: I love seeing her in this outfit. It's like a red kind of like red. I think it's latex or at least some it's kind yeah. of latex-looking leather or dress, pleathery. and yeah. her her hair kind of up in like kind of like a pin up swirl updo thing so I know Siobhan McSweeney from Dairy Girls where she plays the nun at the school so seeing her in this Mm. outfit it is just amazing to me
2: to see her in that character but then cut loose on the red carpet yeah yeah, and
0: it is a very sexy low cut
2: outfit that PVC red
1: is making me it's giving me sort of like a Jessica Rabbit kind of vibe from uh, oh yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: so good on her and she won
1: oh she (laughs) would yeah even better
2: (laughs) well you know good thing she was dressed for it
0: exactly (laughs) i don't know i would
3: check out dairy girls it is fantastic it is hilarious it is gut-wrenching at times Hmm. it's on netflix dairy Dairy like like the milk product not dairy. no 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 No. (laughs) d-e-r-r-y
1: oh (laughs) it's like a stephen king novel (laughs)
2: <laughs> i <laughs> see Sendary, I, can do gra- I can do grammar but not spelling <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's fin-
3: absolutely fin- lovable phenomenal cast everyone knocks it out of the park
0: including siobhan and that's why she uh she got the award congratulations siobhan and thanks for calling out the uh hypocritical clothing mm-hmm. brands that only want to design for fat bodies when you're on, i the know it's
1: course. a slight yeah, tangent, when they get it when they get something out of it yeah I know it's a slight tangent, but it still depresses me that we're at this stage where we have to hear the sentence out of larger actresses at rewards shows. I remember hearing this for the first time in the 90s when an actress named Cameron Manheim <gasps> yes, got nominated that. Just for the that. Emmys. Well, she was the first one, right? And she was the first one who had asked her on the red carpet, like, who are you wearing? And she just went up there and she basically, she got one designer. She had one designer to pick from who designed large outfits at that time. For anyone, right, and so it was—it was almost like a scandal in Hollywood that she was wearing this unknown designer, that she was supporting because he supported the large body. Yeah, man. You
3: know, I want to see more Cameron Manheim. We just watched her in a rewatching Ghost, Ghost, Ghost Whisperer. Whisper. Yeah. I saw uh, when my sister was in town, watched um, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, and she's great in that.
2: Oh, that's right! If you really want to get a big dose of her, she is all over the practice. She is stellar. In Ooh, the we're practice. gonna watch that next.
0: Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trevor got so excited, he smashes yeah. my. Well, throat. it's
2: funny because Trevor she usually was a doesn't great actress. You
1: know,
2: at the I time mean, she it's... was. Is Sorry. it
3: funny? Is there like, is it fun?
2: Or is it just kind of... It's it's hard-hitting procedural drama with a really hot guy from first season of American Horror Story, Dil- uh, Dylan McDermott, something like that. Or, Mul- or der- no. Yeah, Dermot
0: Mulrooney. <laughs> Mul- no, 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 yeah. no. There's no Mulrooney. It's, there- <laughs> it's there's
2: McDermott. An, there's an
0: SNL sketch about, is it Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulrooney? Mul-
2: uh, anyway, Hot as Fuck as a sort of like from the wrong side of the tracks, Boston lawyer who has Mm. this little scrappy independent firm that defends people they probably shouldn't be defending, but with a heart of gold. Okay. And Cameron Manheim plays the, uh, uh, she's a lawyer and she is a motorcycle riding pierced uh, earrings. Oh, yes, we are. We'll uh, we'll check this out. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Okay, well, I think that does it. Every is it time? Oh, it's time. I think it's time. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm soaring. I'm flying. Batwatch 2023. It's so nice to have our music and sound effects for an online episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we usually don't get the luxury of of hearing our own music and stuff when we do online.
3: It's like we're all in the room together, holding hands. Remember the time I made us hold hands?
2: <laughs> yeah. And we were all so confused,
3: but it was still beautiful. <laughs> so
2: confused. <laughs> so
3: we're it's Fat Watch. It's 2023. We're in the present. It's not Rewind. <laughs> and so this I wanted to share. So to set this up, I had been kind of share, really blasting this on our Instagram like last month because... Jalen Chanley, who you might remember from our um, our Bigger Vegas episode, mm-hmm. plus-sized uh, travel guru created a change.org petition demanding the FAA to protect plus-sized travelers. And basically it is this breakdown of these are changes you need to make to make travel safer for for larger people, but it's really also like everyone benefits from this. Yeah. So it has right now, as a recording, it has eighteen thousand nine hundred and eighty one signatures. Jalen has gotten a ridiculous amount of hate and just
2: oh my God, pushback yeah, and course. yeah re- the I mean, indignation. Ins-
3: insane just hate directed at her and just the entire idea of like why why accommodate fat people? This has been going through the kind of like, conservative news media washing machine is kind of like it keeps coming back to the point to where News Nation reached out to NAFA chair Tigris Osborne to comment on this. I think just because they like, oh, this is a thing about fat people. And I think they thought NAFA originated. the They medicine. said it. Yeah. They,
0: and she had to correct them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it, it's not like they have accuracy high on the mind, you know?
0: Yeah, it's only news.
2: It's only it's only news. So
0: this she does this interview, it's about what, 3 minutes long mm-hmm. for News Nation and on the one hand it's very frustrating cuz the anchor keeps interrupting her. He clearly is carrying his own biases into the conversation. He even, I wanna say this because I got really angry hearing it. So she mentions the Southwest policy of being able to get a free seat. Mm -hmm. And then he says, well, no, because they'll just cram people onto the plane if the plane's sold out and then you lose that seat. That's wrong.
2: Exactly. That is factually mm -hmm.
0: inaccurate and And she didn't get a chance to correct him. She
2: didn't correct it. That's what killed me, is that he stated the Southwest policy incorrectly. He stated another version of the policy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and well, of course, because why could it be bothered?
3: So I will give this bit of context uh, that I got from Facebook from Tigris. Because she shared this and then kind of followed up. So I think, you know, it is the conservative, like, very aggressive pushback. But also they were running behind. Mm. So ah. this segment was, like, super – Like, the reason it's so kind of, like, fast-paced is because they were rushing through it. Because of, and originally it was going to be a longer time slot. It was probably going to be five minutes instead of the – Three minutes or whatever it ended up being. Yeah. So he's a dick, but I think also that was a like, I think that
0: amplified things. Yeah, he's not horrendous. And she does get a chance to make some good points and she does get a chance to have a a solid closing statement. So it's not, overall I would say it's a win. It was just frustrating that she clearly didn't have time Mm -hmm. to correct his inaccuracy because he had already segued into the next subject. Yeah.
2: And there were so many, there's so many better counter arguments to his bullshit that could have been made. There probably wouldn't have been time to make them. Yeah. But the conservative argument comes down to, you know, well, if that, why should I be made to pay for this other person's problem? Mm -hmm. And what Tigress kept trying to bring it back to was, look, we all benefit. Mm -hmm. If we all have more comfortable seating, where's the problem?
3: Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like that actually did like make an impact and he was like,
0: okay. (laughs)
3: Yeah, I mean... How generous uh, of him. But he
1: (laughs) had
0: to hear... It was well, be, when she made the point that Canada does this, mm-hmm, and he was mm-hmm. and it was like, this is something they do. It has been proven to work. And yeah. he's like, oh, okay. Like, oh, this is not just a test run mm-hmm. of some new thing.
2: I love that conservative media always comes from the vantage point of this has never been done before, and no one can <laughs> do it. Yeah. Except that every other civilized country does it.
0: <laughs> it works just fine for me, the spray-tanned white dude. He, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I was,
3: I'm not I, really I look, familiar with News Nation.
1: I looked it up. It's, it's rated as a centrist. It's rated as a centrist, uh, neither left nor right news source. That just means they claim to be libertarian. <laughs> no, it's by a third party.
3: I liked seeing this because it definitely was like, I, I don't know, I don't watch a lot of like live news. And this was, <laughs> so initially when it was like live, I caught the very end and I was kind of like, oh, that was weird. Like that just is aggressive and fast. But I just loved – I wanted to share this because, like, this is was, I think, the best I have seen in the, like, live news fat person having to defend fat stuff. And just, like, there was so much more to say, but I think she did such a good job just being like, pow, pow, bop, bop, bop.
1: <laughs> Without being <laughs> combative. That yes. was really amazing. Yeah. 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 I, I have to agree. It, when it, People don't appreciate how hard it is to try and get across a point – in that small a time slot with, a, you know, a, with an uncooperative news host, I would say. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Because I actually, I have been in that
2: situation where I've been interviewed about my book. And it oh. was so clear that the only reason I'm on there is so that they can yell at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was the point of it, to express <laughs> their outrage as a proxy for their listeners' outrage. And yeah, you don't get to have your point of view. You just don't. Yeah. Oh, I would just be crying. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
1: yeah. I got to say, I thought she did a really good job with a host that was not giving her many openings.
2: I think she ended well. I think
1: there was a lot of stuff in there. I'm,
2: I would be like, whoa, no, untrue. Stop it. And like, you know, the kind the of argument I would have made since we have all the time in the world now, apparently, is, you know, if you're going to get to that point where, oh, fat people should pay extra for their seats. So are you saying that thin people should get discounts? Yeah. Because they take up less seats like is that the argument you're making that why should normal-sized people have to pay for thin people?
1: you know or have to and I was actually been, I have been told by an airline that I would have to pay extra to get my seat, even though the person sitting next to me was my friend and said mm-hmm. they didn't mind me pressing up against them Ugh. right you know
2: yeah and I love that the argument that Tigris made that I've never heard before, but of course is perfectly true, is that with the exception of Southwest, other airlines are not even set up for you to buy yeah. an extra seat. Like you yeah. can't, or you have to talk to customer service and explain the problem 16 times.
3: Mm. Brava, Tigris, for, uh, I don't know, holding your own and bopping that <laughs> News Nation guy. and Just bop him on the nose. <puff> if you haven't already, we're, we're sharing the link to the changes.org petition. Check it out. I think uh, Jalen did a great job breaking okay. down changes that could be made and
0: sign it and share it. Yeah, I actually signed it earlier when we got the outline. And I think it's certainly uh, an easy, easy thing to do. You just go, you put your name in there. If you haven't been on change.org, then you just have to do an email verification and that's it. Um, So it's a super simple, easy way to help out. All right.
1: Well, it's nice that... Tigris should be influencing the world the way she is. She has become quite the teacher of many. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> quite the
0: educator of fat
1: rights. <laughs> I'm very, much, very educational. Quite a teacher. Which brings us to our main topic for the day. Ooh, Elegantly done. Smooth seg, Don. <laughs> yeah, so good.
3: So we this kind of came up in one of our calls because I was just thinking about like fat teachers I had growing up and just kind of the impact they made on my life. And we kind of just talked about like just teachers in general and the impact they can have around your body image or just your kind of queer identity. And mm-hmm. we wanted to kind of talk about the, I don't know, the positives and negatives of that. Cause I don't know, I have positives and negative examples yeah. and I can only imagine, I mean, <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> and for people who
1: are wondering like, what's the point of taking a focus on teachers, like during your formative years, I think it could be argued that aside from your parents, there are going to be very few other people that will have as impact, uh, direct an impact on your development and your self-image than yeah. your teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's, huge.
2: it's huge.
0: When you look back at you know pretty much any point in your childhood, there's I feel like there's always those sort of landmark people that are either mm-hmm. a hugely positive influence or a really detrimental influence. And usually that's either a teacher or a fellow student. But, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere in those two, and, and the teachers in particular, because they have so much influence over you, just being the adult in your life that's, you know, helping you grow, that can leave a huge impact. Uh, I'm curious, like, do we want to start with like mentorship or do we want to start in the gym class? Because I feel like there's two totally different directions to go. So,
3: I mean, I have a two gym class examples, but there, I think I've talked about like my nightmare high school gym teacher who just would yell at People and call them lame. 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 Yeah. Lame yeah. was the word lame.
2: You chose. Well, She'd and go, lame. what she meant by that. Trevor, you <laughs> should explain, you could just you expand on the context. Okay. What was considered So, this lame.
3: was, I'm going to say, Michael, you should probably bleep names because I, all of them, I think all but one <laughs> of these teachers are like, but I just want to say, miss.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be clear, the audience, all they heard was a bleep just now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But you got it out. That's what counts.
3: <laughs> I had her I think it was I don't know if a sophomore or junior year for gym class and I was in I can't remember what they called it but it was basically like a gym class for kids who just were not athletes and like you didn't want to reme- play sports wait
2: you were in remedial gym <laughs> basically oh, it was wow. it
3: was basically like you just do it like from my knowledge of it was you just you walk around the track which is what I would do with my friends and we would just kind of <laughs> talk about I, don't I think
2: everybody else was running, sweetheart.
3: <laughs> no, no one else was. Because it was remedial gym.
2: There was
3: a, <laughs> so, But she, like, we just would walk especially, I mean, we would walk especially slow. Because it's like, we don't. It's, it's the first period. We have the rest of the day. We're not going to, we don't want to get sweaty. <laughs> like, first, first period gym. That's awful. Yeah. And... <laughs> She would just like me and my my friend Sarah, she would just yell at us and be like, lame
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just Just like, let you yeah. walk in the door and wow. she yells lame at you. Like when, no, no, when, when we were, were c- when
3: we were like just like circling on the track. What the hell?
1: And like, they were circling even slower than the others <laughs> walking on the track. <laughs> I'm just picturing her like walking five feet behind you, just screaming <laughs> <at> the entire <laughs> way around the track. <laughs> there
3: was one Sarah. day actually where Sarah just like lost her shit oh. and yelled back at her and just Ooh. like kind of broke her down. Is like, you're not allowed to do that. You can't do that to someone. Like, this isn't appropriate. What happened? I think you probably called her lame. Water. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that had any impact on her. I don't her. think it had any impact. Like, mm-hmm. That
2: did not, miraculously, did not solve the problem. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but a positive, I don't know, gym teacher experience. So in first grade, I was at a new school. I was a little dork. <laughs> I had a lot of anxiety, just, you know. No. I was a little anxiety bomb. And we had this teacher, Coach B- And he was just kind of like, he didn't, I don't know, fat gym teacher who just wore a track suit every day. And like, he didn't do anything. He'd just sit on a chair. The gym had, it was like a basket, you know, kind of like basketball court bleachers. But then there was a stage that he would be on. Because it was also like the, the st- you know, stage for performances. And he would just, I don't know, he was very nice. And he gave me the nickname T-Bone. Oh, I really? think, Is that where it comes yes. from? And oh, my go, gosh. T-, and he'd go, T-Bone. <laughs> and I think it was like to try to, like, I think he saw this, like, oh, this kid is going to get eaten alive. And if I give him a cool nickname, maybe he won't get eaten alive. <laughs> like, oh,
1: it, it was a like, protective nickname. I think I so. It. I like hate it. It. He's dropping He's a... his little cloak of protection over you.
3: Yeah. I mean, the nickname stuck. I did not oh, really.
2: Your brother uses it all the time.
3: Yeah, <laughs> oh. I did not really. Enjoy it because it's like, oh man, that is so not. I yeah, that's not, so not your personality. <laughs>
1: that's I a nickname to live up that. to. Like you got, you have to fill that nickname.
0: I yeah. always wondered about that because I had heard that nickname for you before, and I was kind of like, Re- really? Like, I, I to thought your
2: brother t- came up with it. No, coach. It'd
0: be like somebody calling Trevor T Dog. It's like it just oh, yeah. doesn't. Yeah, it's
2: pretty, close. It's pretty yeah. close. No, it's worse. Somebody <laughs> calling me T Dog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so.
1: <laughs> My gym class was a little different. I didn't have a large woman running around behind me yelling loser at me. So it, this is always an awkward thing for me to remember. Uh, Mr. McDonald was our gym teacher from ninth grade through senior year. Mr. McDonald was a young, hard-bodied athlete. Uh, wow. I think he was like part of the football program at uh, the college he went to or something. Did he have a farm? He was. He was beautiful. Oh my, oh my God, God, he was man. beautiful. <laughs> we're talking E I E I O boy. Yeah, he, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. People may have, may <laughs> remember some of Michael's stories of a, a sexual awakening with one of his teachers, Mr. McDonald. Oh, we'll was get to that. Mine.
0: We'll get to. this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah. he was the jock. He he was a jock, and I don't think he liked fat people very much. And I made the mistake in eighth grade. Right, we had our Renaissance fair. Every oh no year, oh, which boy. was uh it was our oh. big fundraiser for the year and one of the games they had was jousting where you'd get up on the uh the balance beam with ah. uh, uh like basically a quarter staff with big boffers on either side and try and knock other people oh, off yeah. yeah and dude as a, a fat tall strong 8th grader i was unbeatable <sighs> And he, ma- <laughs> I made the mistake of challenging him and I took oh. his ass out two out of three times. Oh boy. Wow. On there. And he punished me oh. for the next four years. I oh, think, God. I think, because it's all of a sudden when I went into ninth grade, we had nothing but acrobatics and tumbling for oh. half the year. And the other half of the year was like, it was all like movement and Rope outdoor. Climbing. Like, mm. Yeah. It was all like, I hate fat people stuff, you know? <laughs> So to this day. Picturing the, uh, then.
3: What is it? The hole in the wall show? You
1: oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Are they, like the, yes, the you wall, guys the doing that. Wall. And it's like, I oh, can't
3: yeah. there's no way I'm gonna get through.
1: But <laughs> 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 they have the human sized cutouts on mm-hmm. a wall flying towards the contestants that you had to fit through. Yeah. I definitely was one of those stereotypical fat kids where gym class was always a chur for me. And like on those rare occasions we had like feats of strength or balance or endurance. I was fine, but you know, oh God, not not long-term tumbling.
0: Yeah. God that sound well, that just sounds dumb. I this is all kind of strange to me because I don't really remember doing anything like that for gym class. Although now I'm trying to remember what we did do for gym class. I think it was like your typical, like we played dodgeball, and you know, I think you know, they taught us like some like different stretches and things that you could do. I really don't remember much about gym class. And then I think there was one point where they made, they had like the pull up bar and it was like, you know, how many pull ups can everyone do? And then you could choose to just like hang from the pull up bar. But I don't, I, I don't have a, frankly, gym class was not too much of a thing for me because after fourth grade, I was homeschooled for a few years. And then I went to a private school that didn't really have a gym class. It was like, it was a, this is a whole other thing. But at that school, when I was in, Ninth grade, yes, it was freshman year of high school. (laughs) I had my my teacher, Mr. Gillespie, who was my absolute like dreamboat sexual awakening crush. (laughs) Ninth grade, which feels late to me, but, you know. I mean, you were homeschooled. (laughs) I would be concerned if uh, you had a crush on one of your teachers in (laughs) homeschool. To be clear, I had been in this school for seventh and eighth grade prior to that. So it's not like, I mean, I wasn't like a shut-in. Like homeschooling (laughs) doesn't mean that you're literally closed off from the entire world. No, but I'm just saying that your teacher... Yeah, yeah. The, not having a crush on my
1: teacher. I'm just saying. If you that- had a crush on one of your homeschool teachers, this would be a very different episode. <laughs>
2: but I'm just. I, but I look, did have ninth grade- other teachers besides my mom. You guys don't really get how this works. Yeah. No, but but ninth grade—that's perfectly reasonable. You're like 14. That's that's completely yeah. reasonable.
0: And but I was like, I can kind of understand the chaser freeze because that is. I would love to have seen the expressions on my face every time I was in his class Mm -hmm. because it was just like googly-eyed, jaw on the floor. Like, I thought I was hiding it pretty well. (laughs) Like, I thought I was very sort of like in the background. Like, I learned the word surreptitious from him and it it has stuck. I use it all the time. Mm -hmm. And the thing that was lovely about him was, uh, besides him being just like gorgeous, the shock, he was 24 which felt like an adult at the time, but now I'm like, I'm 33 right now, and Jesus Christ, like,
3: (laughs) that's insane. Uh, I was thinking about this the other night. I had a, like, insane, awful 13-year-old boy, you know, crush on one of my male teachers at my Catholic school, Mr. And he was, it was kind of like the, the Don thing, with your uh, gym teacher where like he was a former athlete, I think a baseball player. And he was, I, I don't know, 25 or maybe 27. I think it was 25. Okay. So it was like old enough to where it's like, this is a man. <laughs> and, but like he was like such a, he was my social studies teacher and the homeroom teacher eventually. But like, such a jock that it's like, I don't know how, like, there's nothing, there's no excuses I can make to, like, make conversation. <laughs> no. And I realized that, like, I yeah. kind of would, I remember. like, neg him, <laughs> almost. Oh, <No. laughs> Where I realized, I'm like, oh my, but it was like, because I would just try to, talk to him about things but kind of end <laughs> up teasing him but in think, a way that was like especially cutting because it's coming from this fat 13 year old was like because <laughs> <laughs> <gay. laughs> like i remember there was one time it was like i don't know if it was before school and i was just there early or something or it was like i came back from lunch early and he was eating his lunch And it was like this little, I don't know, it looked like a kid lunch. And I was like, oh, did your mom make that for you? And he's like, (laughs) yeah. Oh,
0: Oh, Trevor. (laughs) Oh, Oh. it was. I'm I'm curious what Dan's teacher stories could be. Yeah, so,
2: you know, looking back on it, I think some of the most humane, because I was a fat kid growing up. And honestly, the most humane teachers I had regarding that were the gym teachers. Hmm. I had like I remember, you know, Coach Flannery. Who is this? I don't know. He was probably in his late 30s, mustache, classic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't know this at the time, but like classic 70s gay porn. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you know, you know, thin and athletic and a, and a lot of hair and mustache and all that stuff. But, you know, he's like, you know, hey, kids, we're going to learn tennis today. And it was just really low key. And I had, I remember one time in the seventh grade, uh, we were supposed to do wrestling. And so in wrestling, it, it, you know, it sort of behooves the other wrestlers to have a partner who is of similar size or weight. Yeah. But how do you do this in a class of, let's say, 20 or 30? And so he had this really sort of cool and non-judgmental way of doing it, where he just say like, okay, so he put us on the bleachers and he's like, it's like, okay, so everybody, like everybody under a hundred pounds come down here and like, okay, now everybody under 120 pounds come down here. Okay, now everybody under, and so, and then he could just stop. When it got to a certain number of people in the stands, uh, which was like me, you could just like, you could just come down, like nobody knew your weight. They just knew you were not less than this. Okay. okay. And and it was just a way of like getting people
1: sort of vaguely sorted by size, just so that the biggest kid wasn't. awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it really oh was. Oh my God, that was th- anything where weight came up was, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. anything, that, that, oh my God, the stress mm-hmm. associated with yeah. it. Yeah, and so contrast that with my academic
2: classes where that was so not the case. I think the worst incident was when I was in the fourth grade. They had us all lining up outside, right? You have to line up outside to go into the classroom. And it, we had this student teacher, And he just thought it would be really funny, and not even that. I just think it didn't occur to him. I was like turned around, facing the other way, and so I kind of missed people going in. And he's like, uh, "He's like, come on, Jelly Belly." Oh Oh, God! Oh, fuck him! That was like lighting a that was like lighting a grass fire. Like, luckily, most of the kids were inside, didn't hear him. But anybody who was outside, that was they. They lost their shit. And he got and I and I looked at him like really, and he. Like he got like that was a stupid thing to do. Like he did get it, but by then it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that would happen constantly is I was the new kid in Gifted and Talented. And what that means is they discovered I was smart and I couldn't stand being where I was. So I got moved into the gifted and talented class. But these kids, it was the click. These kids had been going to the same gifted and talented class, all you know, with each other for, you know, at least three or four years. Oh boy. So I was such an interloper, and I was fat, and I was new, and so (laughs) how does the gifted and talented program make fun of you? (laughs) Well- (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this was cutting. So one of the things we would do every week is we would have vocabulary quizzes, because even in the ninth grade, we were being groomed for the SAT. I think we had to memorize 100 words a week, and we would be tested on 10 of them. Damn. Yeah. And- so you had all so a, a significant amount of class time every period was spent on these SAT, you know, just whatever we were doing with it. Sure. And so, ah, oh, I'll never forget Michael Cohen. <laughs> so, just this this skinny, stupid, smart, <laughs> like ridiculously smart kid, and he's like, "Gosh, you know, on this week maybe we should have the word corpulent." Oh, I noticed this week. I don't know. Why don't we have the word obese? And very pointedly looking at me, so Ugh. corpulent, obese. Right and our teacher, what do you do? She's like, oh Michael, just oh Michael. That was the that was all she got. That was all she got. And he was like, what, Mrs. Sobieski? I'm just making SAT jokes. Oh my god, <sighs> SAT, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, I prefer gym class. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I hate yeah. that kid. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: what about? Did anyone
3: have any? I don't know. Other fat. Teacher, like really, the teacher that made me think of this, who I was thinking of, was Mrs. Lee. I feel like you can, I don't know, but bleep her, but like gently, a gentle bleep. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure she's dead. <laughs> she was my second grade teacher, and she was this like little short, fat, but like not just like I don't know, fat in the way that like plus size, you know, like the standard plus size is like, oh, you just look, so you look like a human being. you know older woman who was just so sweet kind of like curly old lady hair and (laughs) she had this thing in her classroom where it was like she had two folders on the door with a smiley face and a sad face and she's like if you have something sad like that makes you sad that you want to tell me you can write it down and put it in here and you don't Mm. have to write your name or if you have something that makes you happy you know, you can write it and put it here and, like, you don't have to sign your name. Hmm. And so, like, I was a little nutcase kid. (laughs) So, like, I'm, like, I can put anything in that I'm feeling in there. And I kind (laughs) of ended up, like, trauma dumping on her. Oh. oh. (laughs) And then it kind of turned into a whole thing because this other girl who was, like, equally nutcase who also, like, kind of, she's a lesbian. I ended up becoming friends with her in high school (laughs) but like she was like going in and reading it and it turned into this whole kind of nightmare like because she was reading people's little notes. Did you sign yours? No, but I think it kind of became clear (laughs) that it was me. (laughs) But she was just, I don't know, such a like tender, like sweet, perfect second grade teacher and also would really kind of like a few times talked about like how... Making comments about people's bodies can be hurtful. And she told this story about, I don't know, I think maybe when she was in second grade or like, you know, grade school, some girl told her she had elephant legs. And that like, it was like still something that like, to this day, she was still hurt by. And she, I don't know, she was just such a wonderful, sweet, like old little fat lady teacher who I think was like the perfect, I don't know, the perfect type of teacher for me to have at that time in my life.
0: What was her name again? Mrs. (laughs) Mrs.
1: Klee. <laughs> I don't think I had a teacher that ever influenced my fatness, but in my school, I definitely had some, I think my masculinity was questioned by some of my teachers mm. growing up. I think I was a pretty effeminate kid. Uh, cause you know, I was raised by my mom five days out of the week. And you know, that was it. Like I had female mannerisms I was picking up. And I just remember I had this teacher. I really liked Mr. Morrow right? And he was one of the good teachers, right? He was always very kind, patient, you know, and I felt like he got me. And I had him from like sixth grade to graduation in 12th grade. And he said something to me the day I left that sort of messed it all up, right? Where on my last day of senior year, all the teachers were going out of their way at the end of their classes to make personal connections with each of the students that were leaving, right? Which I admire, enormously. It's a beautiful moment from all those teachers. When I was leaving his woodworking class, I was the last one going out of the room and he held onto my hand and kind of stopped me from going down the stairs with everyone else. And he pumped my hand one extra time after at the end of that class and said, you know, I just want you to know, like, I've seen you growing all of these years and I've seen you embrace your manly, you know, becoming a man,
2: hmm.
1: becoming a man. Do you understand what I mean by that?
2: Uh, very pointedly. Uh, I don't understand what he means by that. Like being less gay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah.
1: That's one of those things where it's left up in the air. Is it for interpretation? Wow. Right. Weird. And yeah. like to him, I am sure that was a wonderful giving moment where he was acknowledging me changing and growing. But I remember when I left that, I was going cold inside and that might've set my coming back, coming out process back by like a year or two. Uh, you know, it was mm. just—I felt like I was being called out for mm. fixing something that was broken in me by his perspectives. I don't know if that's what he meant, but yeah. I mean, it could be, just could be so I, many things. Yeah.
0: But uh, I mean, my mind goes to like what, like what else can that mean? Mm. Like what? Yeah. I don't know.
2: Why I, it well, could just go from being a little kid to not being such a little kid.
3: I, I don't know. I a, think I that's know. something that you should go and put in Mrs. Clark's sad <laughs> folder. <laughs> yeah. She also would but give us all is, up, Red. It was wonderful. You
1: know, uh, teachers are not just teachers, right? And we are all influencing younger people every day. And so just remember, like, something you think might be a compliment might be heard the wrong way. You know, mm-hmm. I- invest in your kids the best way you can and, and pay attention to what you're saying. That's it. I
0: like that sentiment. It's a good way. I to would.
3: I would like to hear some. Uh, I don't know. Fat teacher stories from listeners. Yeah, listeners. Mm, good. I, I would with, like yeah. good ones too, because I'm sure there's probably a lot of horrible yeah. ones. But I don't know. If you have one that makes you happy, you can put it in the folder. <laughs> and if you have one that makes you sad, you can put it in the other folder. Call our email address. Yes. So, so as we have a, a tip for today. Tip
1: for the day. Maybe. Uh, I think Trevor wants to uh, mention the change.org thing again.
0: Yeah just go change.org sign the
2: petition do this is it.
1: for the uh, the demanding the FAA
2: protect plus size travelers
1: yeah exactly
3: the next goal is uh, 25,000 that's the next milestone for change.org so i mean it could be closer by the time this episode comes out and you could you could be the 25,000 for... yeah uh, but i think all four of us have gone sign to sign it, it.
1: <laughs> We, we wholeheartedly endorse this one. Uh, please give yeah. it a go. Give it a sign. I've
0: been creating aliases all week to sign it again. And again, and again. <laughs> yeah. so vote early, part. vote often. <laughs> all right. What have we got in the bit department?
1: Well, in the bit department today, we're going to have a little bit of a mini discussion. Okay. All right? Because I've decided that we are going to uh, start the Big Fat Gay High School. All right? And each of us is going to be a member of the staff or faculty. And so I want to have a little mini discussion <laughs> of what sort of faculty work would each of us bring to the table what sort of thing so for example i would like to nominate dan to be our chemistry teacher Why because chemistry? His mixtures of uh, alcohol yeah. libations oh. have been some of the best chemistry experiments that we have conducted. That is
0: an inappropriate influence on
2: young <laughs> of children.
1: This isn't you know, <laughs> the, you know, kids, when you're mixing
2: a martini, this you isn't Riverdale things. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> well, Michael,
1: I mean you might make the counterargument that Trevor should be our chemistry teacher since he is our baker par excellence.
2: That's
0: true. Baker
1: is you know, I
3: minister, would you know?
0: be the weird art teacher who wears capes. <laughs> No, he. Yeah. Was, oh he's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally be the art teacher, um, and and
1: I, I even though Dan is our director in our midst, I think Trevor has to be the uh, the high school uh, drama Theater coach. Director. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I feel like that's very necessary.
0: I I can totally see Trevor like organizing cra- arts and crafts projects mm-hmm. for the students who don't really want to do them, and then he's like, "Come on, kids! Like, let's macrame!" And yeah. the kids, oh place. god, <laughs> this
3: would be my my punishment for. <laughs> <laughs> A couple of art teachers I tore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I would be the I think I would be the cool but so not cool math teacher. And the kids are like, Oh my god, why is he trying to make it fun again? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, you wish you were the art teacher, but you're the English teacher. He's or the English you wish teacher you were the math, math
1: teacher. Yeah. English oh, I can
2: see I, Dan I would English I would rock teacher. English. That'd be
0: good. I think I would be the gym teacher. I, I think I would be the really like sensitive understanding gym teacher that would have multiple different like, like things that you could do during the gym class so that it would be inclusive that you could like pick which one you wanted to participate in. Cause like ultimately gym is pass fail, right? Like you don't really have to do anything except participate. So give people different options of what they want to do and participate in.
1: I don't know, Michael, I think you'd be the art teacher who's always like teaching them new lessons about perspective and then forcing them to incorporate smoke machines into everything they make. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh i was thinking digital art i was thinking he'd be you'd be, you'd be really good at digital yeah art.
1: he would also be the advisor for the av club oh totally
2: oh yeah, yeah. totally
1: without question
0: i would i would start a little filmmaking club that that would mm. be awesome i would actually oh yeah i would uh, uh, you, you sort could of, do that now <laughs> yeah i have thought about it i i would love to do a little filmmaking course of some kind but yeah, if you if you listeners have ideas about maybe a new role in a school, what would be a cool new kind of teaching role that doesn't exist currently and keep it PG, everybody? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Adult education does not mean sex education. You know? it's
0: like, this is not, no. Trevor, where could they let us know about that? Well, you could let us know. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> ah. Oh, my God.
3: My mind just went completely blank. We're on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Five stars there. Five stars on Apple Podcast. Leave us a review. We're elite. <laughs> <laughs> See? Elite.
1: 1313. Uh, uh, uh,
3: Support us on 13, Patreon 13. at patreon.com slash bigfatgaypod. Check out our website, www.bigfatgaypod.com. Cha, Maybe you're a fat teacher and you're pulling <laughs> up to school and you, you're, you uh, I don't know, you feel good now. You know you can impact young minds, <laughs> but it's not a school. The walls fall down and what? it's all of us sitting recording the podcast in a, Ooh, a hollow meta. version of your high school and we all look at you in unison and say, watch, watch out! out. Watch
0: out. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry.